I'm real blunt on this one, right? They want me to be. No, I, you can take it. You, you want to know this because you really don't want to portray that. Welcome to the Child Whisper Podcast. I'm your host, Carol Tuttle, author of the best-selling parenting book, The Child Whisper. I'm with my co-host, Ann Tuttle Brown. I really enjoyed this series. We've had a lot of great feedback from moms, and we're wrapping it up with our look at mistakes type four mothers can have a tendency to make. And I know because they're invested as mothers, they really want to do a perfect job. They want to keep improving it. So they, you know, I love that they're open to feedback, and our type four energy expresses a structured, balanced. They take that natural movement and like to apply it to perfecting things, creating structures. Efficiency is a big part of their world. So each of these three tendencies we're going to mention can fall prey to becoming dysfunctional that creates an imbalance to yourself and your family. The first tendency is you have a natural gift for critiquing things. That can come across as being too critical and harsh with your children and your spouse. Contrast this with the type two tendency of not being clear and direct enough. <laughs> so we can kind of learn from each other, right? Yeah. <laughs> the type four, you can be very clear and very direct. And sometimes it's needed to just be a little bit softer, a little bit gentler in your approach with your children. And in what scenarios would would this because I think this is a great gift, because like we mentioned the type one podcast, it was, you know, you can rely on your type forced to be very consistent where the type one's going to be the more inconsistent parent and so how can this become a gift and when does it get too far that it's now a challenge and a dysfunction when the focus again is wanting things to become more efficient and you lose sight of the fact there's an emotional experience happening for everyone in your family so it can come across as that you're not sensitive to how they're feeling that it's all about making sure things work better or there's more structure or the family system runs a certain degree of smooth. Let's just take having a child make their bed in the morning. You know, if that's something you feel very strongly about, that a child should learn to make their bed, it's learning responsibility, it's taking care of what we own. And they just aren't of the nature to be consistent with things. You might have a type 1 child that's just it feels like a burden. It feels heavy. It feels like this isn't fun. That's not motivating to them. But the fact that you see it as this is important, you can come across very stern and critical so that they again feel that heaviness. Discipline, because you apply discipline in this way, where there's a correction made and reinforced. So how is it being received? Is it coming, you know, is it, what's the tone of your voice? What's the language you're using? What importance are you putting on it? That can seem harsh. Harshness isn't always in tone of voice and language. It's the value you put on something might feel harsh to everyone else. Just like, what if your child learned to make their bed three times a week? And do they have a bed that's so easy to make that it's basically pulling up a comforter? Their bed's made. And have you given your child a voice to share what they're feeling about this situation and not just this is how it's going to be. Yeah. This we is had how it should be. We had a post on the Child Whisper Facebook group from a type 4 mother who was very upset and frustrated that her type 3 daughter, who was about 10 or 11, kept eating in her room. And there's a firm rule in the household that you do not eat outside the kitchen. Well, you can imagine there was a 
variety of responses to that from those of us that are more practical, type three saying, you really want to make that one an issue? <laughs> you know, and oh, her daughter was lying and sneaking food into her mm-hmm. room. The issue wasn't, the issue was she was lying and she'd find wrappers and remnants of food. And she was very upset that they weren't obeying the family rule. Well, maybe the family rule was a little too harsh. Maybe it was okay if there was a process of cleaning up and take responsibility for your space. And there, it came out in the conversation that there was new carpet. So all of a sudden, what's more important? Your child's, the child was a type three. The child's type three tendency to want to have some independence, be in charge of that, or feel confined to a role that they probably don't even think is necessary because of new carpet. See, this seems harsh. That that could come across as very harsh to a child. And then the criticism, you know, you've broken the rule. You know, you've set your child up to break a rule that now they're going to be criticized for. And my thought was, get rid of the rule, teach a child the consequences if they do not take responsibility for the cleanup. Because it came out also in the conversation that, it wasn't junk food they were eating. It was healthy foods. Mm-hmm. It was just there were a lot of rules around this whole yeah, eating thing. Yeah, a type parent can have too many rules. Oh, very much. Very so much. Again, you- this is an example of the carpet. Sure, you. I mean, I get that. You have new carpet. Yet is it being managed in a way that you can work with that so that you teach your child care for belongings and space and all that without creating all these rules? to make sure it happens. What if your child just learned how, you know, that, that, that's a nice character trait to have to say, I take care of what I own without a role. What's the side effect of um, living in a house where you have a type four parent and there's so many rules, say, especially for a type one or type three child where there's more, the higher Suff- energy. Suffocation. And, yeah. Do you think like they'll like just want to get out of the house? Yeah, you're going to see more rule breaking. Rule breaking. Then you're going to go, I've got a discipline, so they learn how to mm. obey rules. So maybe now, start, get rid of the rules. Yeah, well, teach. now we're dealing with the whole line of thinking that's, you know, children need to learn to obey rules. Well, why, you know, in their mind, a type three practical approach to life, you're going, why do we even have this yeah, rule? and you might ask yourself and that question as a parent. What's the purpose of this rule? Okay, well, let, if that's the purpose, let's, let's work backwards and say, okay, what, maybe get remove the rule and teach some practices when it comes to sort of the letter of the law the means to the end well i have rule you know now you're in the the mindset well they should just learn to obey rules well not necessarily you don't like obeying rules you think are stupid so (laughs) yeah you can appreciate (laughs) that (laughs) maybe the rule isn't necessary Mm -hmm. and is it really a rule that supports other types of children you got to start that one out. Do a rule inventory. <laughs> See how many rules do you have? The second tendency that can turn into a dysfunction is you have a perfecting nature. You have, uh, you're able to look for the point you want to, you know, kind of the big picture and where you want to get and the potential. And this tendency of it's never good enough plays out for you that there's always more that can be improved. Well, that can turn into projecting onto your children this perfecting quality and putting demands on them that just are unreasonable for them to you can meet. leave them with a feeling of you're never good enough. Yeah, that it's never quite what right. what feedback you're giving. Mm-hmm. It, it still could be perfected based on your 
perception and experience of the world, and they're not able to meet that mark. And so you tend to think then more structure will create more potential for that when necess- or more, not necessarily. Or more explaining, more reasoning. You see a lot of type 4 parents try to reason with their kids. Their type 4s are very intellectual. That's mm-hmm. where they, they process mm-hmm. a lot of their information and think through very, very reasonably. And so you sit down and try and talk it out reasonably with a type 3 toddler. You're not going anywhere with that conversation. No, they lost you, you on that over and too. over. But that's a gift, like to be able to have those conversations at the right time and in the right place. Like a type four parent can bring a lot of sound and reason to a situation. But if you're always hammering with them with a lecture, they're going to tune you out. It's like, so t- gonna, let's take something simple. Like, there, I think this is a beautiful example because let's take something like loading the dishwasher. Hey, we have these Facebook groups, and it's been more than once that I've had a type four post a picture of a loaded dishwasher where the dishes are. It was all wrong. Well, according to the post, it (laughs) was wrong because they weren't lined up a certain way or they weren't in a certain order and grouping. Or there was someone that posted one recently of their flatware being like the children had to take the eating utensils out of the dishwasher and they weren't all perfectly placed in the right direction in the Mm. silverware tray. So they were just like, ha look how cute. Yeah, they like this. No, no, they were saying like, Kind of kind of a little bit of a slam, like, you know, this is so, you know, look what I have to deal with. Mm. And, like, it's suggesting it's wrong. And this is in this tendency to set a standard in a scenario that maybe the standard doesn't need to be there. So if you load the dishwasher, you have a certain standard for how you do it. With your type 3, type 2, any child, and regarding their age as well, what if just getting the job done was the standard. See how that alteration, rather than we'll get the job done, but the job has to look a certain way. I would say if you want it to look a certain way, then make that part of the training. Like, don't be like, unload the dishwasher, then come back and be like, you did this, this needs to be corrected. Be like, I'm going to teach you how to, and like, and what, I, I mean, I'd I feel wait like on that. that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's this place to be teaching. And Definitely, but you've got to really be like discerning that. on what right. things are really important to you to teach this uh, morality of right and wrong. This sort of there's a right and wrong way to do things in That's life. That's true, yeah. And loading dishwashers to me in today's world, <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, you're going to snuff out the big the stuff if you get too overwhelming on the little stuff. You know, you got you got lots of opportunities to teach the right and wrong factor of life based on the side and effect, the cause and effect of things. Mm-hmm. What's the cause and effect of a dishwasher being loaded? Maybe you won't get quite as many dishes in there. They're still going to get clean versus really teaching right and wrong as a cause and effect of your moral choices. I kind of save it for that in today's world because there's a lot. So they're not tuning you out being like, yes, they're going to tune you out going, I can't, it's never good enough. It's never right. Mm -hmm. Don't make putting the silverware in a silver, in a drawer. There's a right and wrong, you know, be grateful in your mind, as a type four, there is the job. It's black and white. It is there is yes. a right and wrong. Two yeah, unloading apply and apply that the to yourself. So keep it. Yeah. Hey, I got enough type four in me to get this. When I let go of kind of policing your bedrooms, I just shut the door. <laughs> I thought, you know, we had one criteria. If you wanted the cleaning lady that I had every week come to go in your room and do the deeper cleaning, like dusting and vacuuming, 
you better have it clean. I'm not going to make them. I am not paying this person to pick your stuff up off the floor. (laughs) But I learned to let go of what just, I I couldn't put my my standard. Because I do manage my space very tight four. Mm -hmm. It's very immaculate. And that is, that gives the, I just get a lot of, I appreciate I like that for myself, but I learned I can't project that on my family. And so dishwashers, silverware trays, don't, you know, really even bedrooms see. bedrooms to a degree, you're saying. Yeah, I'm saying, and even one. making your bed every day, you want to teach your children how to manage and appreciate their space, but it needs to be done true to their nature. Don't make everybody do it the type four way. So as a type four, you have a gift and you like to be the authority. You love to be your own authority. So empower your children in that regard too. Mm-hmm. Let them be the own authority of their room. And what does that look like? What positive feedback and teaching can you give them to get to mm-hmm. that space and then trust them and understand that it may look different yeah. than yours. Yeah, clean and organized is going to look very different in a type one room than a type four room. They're going to have and set more. them up for success, like yeah, you said. right. Easy bed making and easy drawers to put clothes away in. Yeah, yeah, we have all that. I mean, yeah. it's all in the book. Mm-hmm. You just go right back to the book. Just the, the, the goal here, again, is to look at this and say, where am I projecting this that my children are, even if it's in a subtle way, picking up on the message, it wasn't good enough. The dishwasher example is a great example. Because if you go in after your child's loaded the dishwasher and then correct them, do it this way, or you do it different, you change it, you're sending that message. It wasn't right. I can never do it right in my parents' eyes. Believe me, I've met many, many (laughs) adults that have had a fallout from their type 4 parent because they always feel this sense of inadequacy around them that was birthed in their childhood. Mm -hmm. And and it's unfortunate because the parent could change that. Because mm-hmm. no one likes feeling like I'm not good enough. And I think maybe in the parents' eyes, they're like, I was just trying to help them be the best they could be. But well, sure it they were. match up, right? If no, that's, that's not... where why we're doing this series. Because yeah. these mm-hmm. are mistakes you don't know you're making. Yep. <laughs> and type fours have a very black and white nature, very structured, linear process. And so naturally, you'll be a very structured human being. You'll have your plans. You'll have your big picture. This can become a dysfunction when you're too structured and you're trying to put everybody into this box of this family structure. Yeah, like we we mentioned in the type three podcast that type three mom energy can take over in the momentum, this kind of movement of the whole family of go, 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 push, push, push. The type four default is having your family running to your preference for a very structured, efficient lifestyle. And you have a tendency to believe that more structure creates more efficiency, which for you, probably. For your family system at large, as a group of people, not necessarily, because we've already mentioned that there are certain types of children, the other three that are not your type, will feel confined, suffocating. It's just, there's no room for their own expression their own sort of way of doing it because they're operating to your system of structure and that's sort of the what I call in my healing work a psychological reversal when you think something has a productive outcome when it's actually creating an imbalance 
So in this case, your thinking process is, well, we need more structure. That will create create more balance. It'll correct the problem. When really maybe it's you need less. And you need to take an inventory of where is structure serving you and where is it causing pushback? Where are you getting resistance? Where are you having struggles or where are you having issues with your children that they're kind of fighting you on it? They're, they're resisting it. That's a red flag for you. Where is it a blessing and of service and where is it causing the stress because they're feeling too structured? You know, the consistency in the structure could be definitely a gift to your family. It's those red flags, the stress, the wanting to pull away, the children not, mm-hmm. you know, getting grumpy or more whiny or type ones acting out because there's too much structure at mm-hmm. home. How would a type four child uh, respond to a type four parent in that there, maybe there's too much structure? Do you think maybe they're like, you are the one calling the shots and yeah, I, I want to so. have that, more independence here. That's where I see the biggest issues with a type four child and a type four parent is there's this power uh, power struggle playing out with who gets to be the authority and they're not being allowed to be their The child's not being supported in being their own authority to create their system of structure and to allow them an experience of learning by the cause and effect of their life to figure things out on their own to give empower them that way so with each type child structure has a benefit and it also can play against their nature and like we said in the type three moms podcast make sure that you have an outlet for this gift mm -hmm. so as type four where can you create that structure and that refining process? Independent of your parenting yeah. process. Mm-hmm. Do you have projects you're working on, a quiet time mm-hmm. or solitude time or p- time where you can exit the home or stay at home and be in your room, but your children are taken care of and just making sure that you have this balance so that you are able, you're not just like, okay, I'll just give it up and I won't be that way anymore. You're just kind of compartmentalizing where mm-hmm. you will play that out. Yeah. Great idea, Anne. This week's parenting practice is to look at each of these three tendencies and where do you see yourself needing an opportunity to make some changes so you can use these tendencies as gifts and assets in your life rather than causing dysfunction and imbalance. Because I know as a mom, type four mom, you really want to do your mom job the best you can. So use this as information to check yourself, to take your own personal assessment and make the changes that will support you and your family. Thanks for listening. For more support, go to thechildwhisper.com where you can purchase the book, subscribe to our weekly parenting practice email, and find a transcription and audio of the Child Whisper podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, thank you for leaving a review. If you have a parenting question, please send it to parenting at liveyourtruth.com.